brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You are listening to KLRN Radio, where liberty and reason still reign. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's largest mortgage lender. Spring will be here soon, so if buying a new home is on your to-do list, right now is the time to call Quicken Loans. Learn about which mortgage options make sense for you and get a jump on your competition. With our exclusive rate shield approval, the low rate you lock today is protected for up to 90 days while you shop for your new home. With a rate shield approval, if rates go up, your low rate stays locked. But if rates go down, you get that new, even lower rate. Either way, you win. Talk to us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com to take advantage. Here's another great reason to work with us. For a record nine years in a row, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination. Again, to lock in today's low mortgage interest rate and get the security of our exclusive rate shield approval, call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. For J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com. Rate shield approval only valid on certain 30-year fixed rate loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Thoughts of suicide may feel impossible to overcome, but with help and support, you can find hope and meaning. Call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK to speak to a counselor or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. It's free. It's confidential. It's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And even if it feels like it, you're not alone. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5000. Enjoy! I'm a little teapot, short and stout. 
Here is my handle and here is my spell. No, no, like this. When I get all steamed up, then I shout, tip me over and pour me out. <laughs> this is WWE superstar Roman Reigns. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. KLRN Radio has advertising rates available. We have rates to fit almost any budget. Contact us at advertising at klrnradio.com. USA Radio News with Wendy King. The Trump administration met with House members to discuss the killing of Iranian General Qasem Soleimani. Virginia Democrat Jerry Connolly. My reaction to this briefing was it was sophomoric and utterly unconvincing. Reaction to the briefing came down along party lines with some notable exceptions. Republican Senator Mike Lee of Utah. What I found so distressing about that briefing was that one of the messages we received from the briefers was do not debate, do not discuss the issue of the appropriateness of further military intervention against Iran. Lee says he will support the Democratic-sponsored but largely symbolic resolution to limit the president's military action against Iran. I'm now going to support it. I walked into the briefing undecided. I walked out decided, specifically because of what happened in that briefing. This is USA Radio News. It's been a day of mourning across Canada. Of the 176 people killed in the Ukrainian Airlines crash in Tehran on Tuesday, 63 of them were Canadian. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau says 138 of the passengers were bound for Canada. I want to express my deepest condolences to those who are mourning the loss of a loved one. Your loss is indescribable. This is a heartbreaking tragedy. Ukrainian officials originally blamed mechanical troubles on the crash, but now have backed off that claim. Just as Puerto Rico started to try to recover from Tuesday's 6.4 magnitude earthquake, the island was rocked with a 4.7 aftershock. More than a quarter of a million Puerto Ricans are still without water, and another half million are still without power. On Wall Street, the Dow was up 161 points, the S&P 500 up 16 and the Nasdaq up 60. You're listening to USA Radio News. Two White House candidates are spending big dollars on Super Bowl commercials. USA's Chris Barnes has the story. The re-election campaign for President Trump announcing that it's purchased an ad slot during Super Bowl 2020 that will run early in the game. Shortly before that announcement, there was a report in the New York Times that Michael Bloomberg's presidential campaign had secured a 60-second ad to air nationally during the telecast, though it was not clear when during the game Bloomberg's ad might air. The Super Bowl ad time, 60 seconds each, likely costing the campaigns about $10 million an ad. In 2008, Barack Obama's campaign aired a spot. It didn't run nationally, but only in 24 targeted local markets, as Obama was seeking the Democratic nomination. For USA Radio News, I'm Chris Barnes. ABC has announced the comedy Modern Family will air its series finale after 11 seasons on April 8th. The series, following the extended Pritchett-Dunphy clan, was an immediate sensation when it debuted in 2009. Modern Family holds the record with Frasier of five consecutive Emmy Awards as television's best comedy. 
According to ABC, at this time, there are no spin-offs planned involving any of the members of the large cast. Remember, you can listen to the news anytime by logging on to usaradio.com. For USA Radio News, I'm Wendy King. The following program contains coarse language and adult themes. Listener discretion is advised. Take a breath, I'm not gonna lose. This is what I came here to do. Keep on doing what you do, Rick. You're my favorite host. Favorite host. Favorite host. Come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Time to hear the truth about America's biggest challenges. You're listening to America Off the Rails with your host, Rick Robinson. Good evening, America, and welcome to the program. I am Rick Robinson. We are live right here on KALR and Radio.com, America's podcast network. And I hope everybody's having a great uh, Wednesday evening. almost said Tuesday. Can you tell we're coming back from a long break? Um, and actually, we have a guest who will be joining us here in just a moment. Um, I want to give a little bit of an introduction first. We actually have a guest from the Iranian, uh, from the organization of Iranian American Community, she's actually the president of that organization. We're going to go ahead and bring her on now. Uh, good evening, ma'am. How are you? Good evening, Rick. Um, very good to be with you. Just a bit of a correction. I'm actually not a president of the organi- organization, but I'm part of the advisory board of the organization. Oh, I'm sorry. The information I got from the contact actually had you listed as the president, so I must have misunderstood. But anyway, um, the one thing I wanted to do, because I knew that I was going to completely butcher your name, so that's why I didn't give it out. Uh, please feel free to go ahead and introduce yourself, because I want everybody to actually hear your name, how, how it's supposed sure. to sound pronounced. Sure, sure, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I'm Ramesh Separad um, with the Organization of Iranian American Communities. All right. So I apologize for the miscommunication there, but yes, ma'am. Um, so the reason we have you on tonight is, as everybody knows, there's been some uh, big news in the world of Iran. Uh, and actually, I wanted to kind of uh, get some feedback from actual Iranians about what has been going on over there regarding the death of uh, Suleimani and everything else that's been going on. Um, So at this point, feel free to give any background that you want, and then we'll just launch into the segment real quick. Sounds good. Yeah, so obviously with the event of uh, Suleimani being killed by your U.S. airstrike in, uh, or the drone strike, I should say, in Baghdad on January 2nd, there has been a very... Uh, active uh, situation that's been um, both managed on the Iranian side as well as the American side. I think we saw the reaction from Iran last night 
with their missile attack on the U.S. bases, and obviously it's been all over the news uh, since the attack, where there's been um, tremendous level of analysis in terms of how to understand the situation and and what to expect um, now that the Middle East is free of uh, Soleimani. Uh, what I really wanted to kind of highlight for this evening's discussion is what should be the U.S. policy in a post-Soleimani Middle East, who, uh, you know, Soleimani was a top Iranian general of the uh, Revolutionary Guards, uh, the IRGC. He, he was the commander of the Quds Force. And to the, from the Iranians' point of view, he was actually Khamenei's um, highest level uh, deputy, I would say. And, and that's why we often ref- refer to him as Iran's number two. If the supreme leader of Iran, Ali Khamenei, is considered as number one, Soleimani is uh, the number two guy. And I think, um, you know, Soleimani's death uh, is now creating an opportunity for for a potential uh, positive development or what we call in my academic field as a positive peace, uh, which is essentially a definition of positive peace means, um, you know, it's beyond just the absence of war. A lot of people these days are talking about or hiding behind these anti-war uh, slogans or um, shallow internationalism, which in my view is very, very f- harmful because it really doesn't recognize the crimes that this man uh, has committed over the years. His death will have a very positive impact uh, on on millions who suffered from his terror, from the oppression and the violence that he started. And and, and to be honest, from an Iranian point of view, his violence started with the Iranian people um, in the very early days of the revolution. This guy came up in the ranks of the IRGC because of the fact that he was... Uh, kind of a mastermind in oppression and suppression and, and uh, arrests and torture and the killing of the Iranian opponents. And he kind of carried those lessons learned to, um, to outside of Iran and committed the proxy war and terrorism that we know of across the globe, particularly within the Middle East region. So, so the reason I wanted to focus the conversation into this this post-Soleimani Middle East because I think we have a very excellent opportunity to get us focused on the right um, approach into dealing with the Iranian conflict and really get us to a point where we could actually see an end of terrorism, end of proxy war, end of um, conflict and and uh, continuous um you know, continuous attacks coming from a Iranian regime. Um, so, uh, Rick, I'm kind of assuming I'm going to keep talking until you ask your next question, but by all means, feel free to jump in if you have any questions that you want to ask me or should, should I just continue going? Well, so one of the questions I, I did want to ask, and sorry, since we're not sitting in the same place, I usually try to take the cues from the guest as far as, because I don't want to try to uh, step on what you were saying. But uh, one of the questions that I do have, because if you listen to the American media, according to the American media, this man who we're now talking about, who's uh, death we're discussing was absolutely revered in your country um, <laughs> and I want to get your perspective on that is what our media is saying true about that is he as revered as our media wants our country to believe or 
what 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 is what is the, what does the Iranian on, on the street say about that? You know, absolutely not. He's not revered, and quite frankly, from an Iranian point of view, I I come I find it completely and utterly insulting when uh, when the media is rushing to glorify a terrorist who's who has the blood of uh, people of Iran, people of Iraq, uh, and and Syria on his hand, and not to mention the people of uh, you know uh, blood of Americans on his hand. You know, Soleimani actually enabled Iran's supreme leader, Ali Khamenei, with the oppression at home and a manipulation of regional politics because he was masterful in, in defining um, conflicts. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Through proxy wars and 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 uh, pitting one group against another group to leverage those sectarian conflicts for Iran's benefit. How he did it? was by uh, you know bringing proxy groups together bringing militias together bringing corrupt politicians together and and he had a direct role in the massacres inside Iran in the massacres in Iraq against the Iranian opposition i can tell you of one example um the Iranian opposition um the mujahideen khalq who were based in camp ashraf and camp liberty soleimani was and and abu mohandes um sorry, Abu Mehdi Mohandes, were directly involved in planning and executing attacks on this camp that were unarmed civilians, and it caused a death of 141 uh, Iranian opponents on this camp. So uh, he is being responsible for various assassinations inside Iran, inside Iraq, in, the, in Europe, and obviously, when it comes to genocide that took place and is um, taking place in Syria, he's also been responsible for that. So it's quite insulting when you hear um, various news outlets to refer to him as revered. In fact, I remember on the first night when I was watching CNN and they announced um, Soleimani's death, um, CNN anchor... Um, essentially referred to him as the Charles de Gaulle of France, which I was just waiting for France to react to this because that, that's yet another insulting way of uh, remembering Soleimani versus a leader of the French opposition that fought against the Nazi uh, Germany in World War II. So this is a misguided narrative that has been regurgitated and has been consumed. And quite frankly, it comes from... Uh, appeasement policy that has been in play um, for so many years. And it's very, very unfortunate that it continues to um, to be used within the American media who does have access to the right information, who does have access to the um, to the truth. And, and but they're, you know, choosing to look the other way because of their hate for President Trump or hate for um the administration. So I, I find it utterly insulting that um, he's referred to as revered. On the contrary, he is the most hated ele uh, element of the IRGC in Iran. 
because if you look at the Iranian history, particularly in the last um, 10, 12 uh, years, the Iranian people have been uh, engaged in a major waves of uprising, starting with 2009, where um, you know the uprising began as where is my vote, and quickly became a very strong anti-regime uprising. It was Soleimani who brought his proxy and Hashd al-Shabi and the Hezbollah um, fighters into Iran to crack down on the protesters back in 2009. Fast forward to 2018, which was just a, uh, a year, a year, uh, two years ago, in December of 2017, going into 2018, January of 2018, Again, Soleimani had to bring his proxy forces into Iran to crack down on the legitimate protests by the Iranian people. He did the same thing back in November, uh, which is just a few weeks ago, which uh, in that protest, the, the brutal crackdown actually led to the killing of 1,500 people, more than 1,500 people, and there are 400 women among those killed that we know of today. And, and you know, the families of the victims are not even uh, being given the opportunity to hold funerals. And look what the charade and the circus that the regime put on for Soleimani's funeral. I mean, one of the, uh, the greatest ploy that the regime is playing with Soleimani's um, death is, oh, millions came in to, to mourn this this guy well when you really zoom in when you kind of look beyond the photoshop images that this regime is notorious by uh spreading disinformation and managing and 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 launching misinformation campaign and they're doing the same thing with Soleimani's death and the real challenge is that if the regime can tolerate millions of iranians coming to the street why didn't they tolerate the peaceful protest that took place in November that led into 1,500 deaths across Iran? Those protests were taking place in 191 cities across every single province in Iran. So this regime cannot even to- they cannot tolerate their own people. But yet, when it comes to putting on a show for these terrorists, they they you know launch it with a media campaign, and unfortunately, we see some of our um, news outlets in the West uh, to be consumer of such campaigns and repeating uh, the images of, of such charade that this regime has put on. So, you know, to kind of really bring the message home, in my opinion, the guy is dead. It's time to move on. It's time to really get focused on the U.S. policy that really is deserving of the situation that we're in. Because... Sorry, go ahead. I think no, you're no, ready right. to I, ask a question. Yeah, no, um, I know you have a hard stop, so I wanted to try to get in one other quick question to kind of circle back to something that you'd said during the opening. You said this presents a, a unique and a positive uh, position or perspective for us. What are you hoping comes out of this? Yeah, I think if you look at all the previous administrations, both Republicans and Democrats, they really failed to challenge Soleimani and his free, free reign to act with impunity in, in the Middle East. Now that he's removed from the equation, now that he's gone, in my opinion, I think we really need to look at how uh, Khamenei's uh, strategy for the Middle East has weakened. He is severely 
week as a leader inside Iran. He is constantly challenged by the ongoing protests, by the ongoing uprising inside Iran. So when you look at the dynamics of what's happening inside Iraq, I mean, just today there was a protest inside Iraq rejecting the Iranian regime, saying we will not let you use Iraq as your battleground uh, against the United States. When you look at what's happening in Syria, I mean, I bet Bashar al-Assad is now back into the drawing board saying with Soleimani gone, how do I, you know, hold on to my control of power? And he's uh, he's also coming up empty handed because he no longer has the surrogate to back him up. And the regime is not able to replace Soleimani. There is no second Soleimani in this system, even though they already have. Uh, desig- uh, they have already identified the person that's going to step in as a commander of the Quds Force. But what, how regime and what the regime invested in Soleimani, this person lacks and is not going to bring to the table in terms of Khamenei's, execution of Khamenei's strategy in the region. So this offers an opportunity for a geopolitical uh, transformation. That transformation starts with recognizing the voice of the Iranian people who want change in Iran. And we heard that very loud and clear in the November protests when they said down with Khamenei, down with dictators, and down with Rouhani. That transformation comes with the Iraqi protesters that are sitting in Tahrir Square and continuously pushing back on the Hashd al-Shaabi and Soleimani proxy um, forces in Iraq. America should recognize that voice. America should stand by that voice. And America should really look to elevate that voice as an alternative to the regime in Iran and to the proxy regime in Iraq. That's what it could really translate into positive peace for the Middle East. In the case of Iran, there is an authentic pro-democracy resistance movement. It's actually led by a woman It's uh, who has a 10-point plan and a transitional roadmap for a free and fair election where people can elect their own leaders in a post-Khamenei Iran. America should recognize that voice, that opposition group, and stand by that. This is what I mean by a major transformation in the Middle East. We have a chance to get rid of regime and its proxies across the entire Middle East and really have a positive peace in place. Well, for what it's worth, I hope that even half of what you're talking about today can actually come to pass. Um, As promised, I promised I would have you out of here before the bottom of the hour because I know you've got another engagement coming up. I want to thank you very much for taking the time to join us this evening. Uh, You and anyone else from your organization are welcome back anytime. Just let us know. Um, We're going to get out of here, take a quick break. And again, I just want to thank you for taking the time to join us this evening. I appreciate it, Rick. Thank you so much for having me on. You take care. We'll be right back, folks. You are listening to Off the Rails. Don't go away. Everyone loves liberty. Our rights come from God, not the government. So why are you letting other people tell you what's best for your health care? Exercise your freedom with Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare is a community of people who voluntarily share one another's medical costs. Liberty HealthShare is founded on the idea that most people truly want to help one another. Healthcare sharing allows members to do just that as a true community that supports one another in times of need. Liberty believes people should make decisions for themselves and their families. Members are able to take back the freedom to make their own decisions about their health care. 
care. Freedom from guilt or doubt about how your money is used. You have the freedom to direct your health care, not to be dictated to by bureaucrats. Stop letting others tell you what to do and join a community of like-minded people. Exercise your freedom. Join Liberty HealthShare and take back the control of your health care while helping those around you. Call Liberty at 855-58-LIBERTY. Again, that's 855-58-L-I-B-E-R-T-Y for more information. Or you can check them out at libertyhealthshare.org. Again, that's libertyhealthshare.org. My son was in the Army back during Desert Storm, but even then he wanted an MBA. He looked at a dozen schools, but only one offered the online education and flexibility he needed while he was in a tent in Iraq, Grantham University. Turns out that Grantham's been delivering affordable, relevant college and advanced degrees for over 65 years. Heck, if they can deliver a quality education to a soldier in a tent overseas, think about the flexibility Grantham can offer you so you can earn your degree too. It doesn't matter how complicated or full your life is. If getting a degree is on your bucket list, you'll want to do what my son did. You'll want to call Grantham. Find out how easy it is to get started on your education so you can check that college degree off your bucket list. Call Grantham right now. 800-910-1370. That's 800-910-1370. Flexible. Affordable. Relevant. Call 800-910-1370. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 a pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 1-800-516-7602 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 1-800-516-7602 to take your call right now. Call 1-800-516-7602. That's 1-800-516-7602. Again, 1-800-516-7602. Attention business owners and independent contractors. This is a money-saving message from Tax Mediation Services. If your business owes $20,000 or more in taxes, we can help you today, right now. Listen, dealing with the IRS is no picnic. It's an intimidating and extremely stressful process, and you don't want to go it alone. Our attorneys know every law, every tax break, and every possible opportunity to help you resolve and reduce your tax debt. And if you owe more than $20,000, you may be at the top of their hit list. So don't take your tax debt lightly because it will not go away on its own. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, your home, and even shut down your business. Call our tax experts today at 1-800-783-0810 and let us deal with the IRS while you focus on your business. That's 1-800-783-0810. Again, that's 800-783-0810.
Welcome back to the program, folks. This is America Off the Rails. I am your host, Rick Robinson. We are live right here on KLRNRadio.com, America's Podcast Network. If, you, if you're if you just tuning in, you missed one hell of a guest. I encourage you to go back and listen to the podcast once it becomes available. Uh, we actually had a member of the Organization of Iranian American Communities um, on with us. She's actually out of D.C. She unfortunately had another engagement on another show. Not sure how she got convinced to come on to our little rinky-dink outfit, but I'm really, really glad that she did because um, she was a great interview. Uh, we're going to keep things going. So for those of you who are listening to the mainstream media and you expected to go, uh, to wake up this morning glowing in the dark, guess what? We're also alive. World War Three did not happen. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Unless you count the Iranians accidentally shooting down a plane that belonged to them. <laughs> so, but, you know, everybody's, oh, my God. That, I mean, that's all you heard. Uh, that's all I heard all drive home yesterday. Oh, my God. Trump's got listen to World War Three. We're all going to die. Every, he's insane. Hillary was right. We're going to die. And then so today comes out and says, you know, uh, Basically, we did what we needed to do when we responded to the embassy attack. Iran tried to respond to our attack, and they didn't do a damn thing. Our defenses held up. Nobody was injured, and they seem to be standing down. Therefore, we are going to step up sanctions and do a few other things to continue to remind them that they cannot be the terrorist regime for the remainder of the world. And then, of course, everybody started freaking out because all of a sudden, Trump's not trying to go to war. So that, that's the thing. I, I, I don't get it. So here's the thing. So Trump tries to, to stop being Team America World Police when it comes to Syria and everywhere else and everybody has a freaking cow. Barack Obama ordered over 2,800 drone strikes without congressional approval in eight years. Now granted, the Republicans said a lot about that and they kept trying to go to court over it and they kept being shot down because there, there's actually justification for what Obama was doing according to the courts. Now I'll let you decide whether that was because the courts were heavily stacked Democratic at that time or not but these same people that watched the Republicans go to court over and over and over, over again over what they considered illegal operations by the president now have suddenly decided that a singular, singular drone strike was enough for them to start having a freakout. Now, the other thing is, if you listen to the way the media has been framing the death of Soleimani, you hear them use this word over and over and over again. Assassination, assassination, assassination. I guess that's because it was actually a surgical strike. 
you know, because we we, we shot a, a piece of ordnance into an area and it only hit our intended target. Now, do you remember back when we used to carpet bomb things? Because, you know, we didn't have the guided precision weapons that we have now. So we used to just lob big explosives into everywhere and be like, well, whatever we hit, we're probably going to hit them too, so it's fine. And then all of a sudden, the media was like, Oh my god, you look at all the collateral damage when we do these carpet bombs and these big huge bombs and these just the the, the non-guided dropping bombs and the big explosions and the schools that are damaged and the kids that are damaged and the puppy dogs that are damaged so and killed and murdered and just kids lying in the streets, pieces flying everywhere. Uh, but so now that we've spent all of this money because everybody was outraged because of the collateral damage when we did not have surgical strike capabilities. We've now spent hundreds of millions of dollars to ensure that when we launch a weapon, it actually goes where we tell it to go and it hits the target that we're looking for to the point where there is almost no collateral damage within this most recent drone strike. None! And now because it was so precise, it was it's considered an assassination. We can't win with our own media. I want that, just take a second, let that thought just kind of simmer, kind of percolate there for a second, and kind of understand what I mean here. Because I talked about this a little bit on Robinson and Wright with Ordy earlier. When Trump first hit the scene, and he was being the big, you know, everybody sucks, the media hates me, the media is the enemy of the people, Ted Cruz is a Zodiac killer... Honestly, looking back on that now, I find it funny. I even find it more funny because Ted Cruz has Ted Cruz has basically embraced it because people will tweet him all the time, talking about him being the Zodiac killer, and he just runs with it, <laughs> which which is absolutely hilarious. But the thing about it is, in the beginning of all this, like when Trump was saying, "Well, people are going to do what I tell them to do in the military because I'm the president and they have to," and the media is the enemy of the people, and blah 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 blah. I was like, oh my god, we are electing someone who is going to be a dictator. But, three years into his administration, I have to admit about 95% that I am pleasantly surprised. He hasn't done half the things that everybody was afraid he was going to do. He has not led us to World War III. In fact, he's bringing people to the table. He's got China to the trade table talks, even though everybody's talking about the tariffs and everything else and how they're killing the economy. Look, wars are expensive, even trade wars. The problem is we have been in a trade war since the 50s. Just nobody bothered to tell us. So we actually have somebody who's fighting to make things more level as far as our trade throughout the world. And it's actually starting to have positive impacts. You are seeing things happen all over the place that are positive impacts. We are energy independent for pretty much the first time in my lifetime, if not first time ever. We are energy independent enough that we could honestly start telling the Middle East to go fly a kite as far as these regimes that keep being propped up by these ruthless people that we can't stand. But, like the guest that we had on the beginning of the show points out, there are plenty of people in the Middle East who actually don't want to be ruled by these people, and they just want the media to pay attention to their plights. But we don't have media going over and talking about these people that are risking their lives protesting. Do you realize these protesters that she was talking about in the beginning of the show risk their lives every time they go out publicly and protest because their government doesn't allow them to do it? 
We talk about it here like it's some big deal that we organize a protest and a bunch of people are standing out in the middle of the street screaming and yelling about how bad the popos are or whatever the case may be. The only people that risk their lives when they do that here in this country are the people that are stupid enough to block intersections. These people that are actually doing what we take for granted every single day to voice their opposition to a, to a governmental system that they do not support, do not condone, and do not want tech, do not actually want to be a part of are risking their lives to do that every single day. And our media does not talk about that. They instead talk about the monsters like Suleimani. And I'm just going to call him what he was. He was a monster. I mean, if you want to compare Suleimani historically, you're probably looking at somebody, if you're to compare him to a historical figure, he's not quite Hitler, so you can't, you can't do what the media does with Trump. Oh my God, he's the next Hitler. Suleimani wasn't going to be the next Hitler, but he was likely going to be, uh, he was likely the modern day equivalent to either a Rommel or a Himmler, because he really was this person who tortured his way to the top. And like she said, his rise to the top started with him torturing his own people, and nobody did anything about it. Now, I get it when it was internal. I understand that. You know, it, it, you know, we all grew up watching Star Trek, you know, Prime Directive. And I, I think, honestly, the idea of Prime Directive is probably what started driving a lot of our political discussions is, you know, should we really be interfering in other countries? No, really, probably we shouldn't. That's, uh, you know, that's one of the things that, I have brought up from time to time, we are most uh, revered and most respected when we focus on our own problems. And we're up against a break, but I'll explain more about that when I come back. Um, Because I I am really honestly tired of Team America World Police. and I don't necessarily think that that is what we need to be doing with our time. But at the same time, when you have someone like Soleimani, who is a high-ranking military official who has the ear of the mullah and everybody else and is basically running his own proxy war, I want to know, and I know, and and I was talking about this with uh, G earlier tonight off the air, I know for a fact that folks from the uh, Bush 43 camp and sometimes even Bush 43 happens to listen to the show. If this happens to be one of the episodes that you guys catch, I would like an email, please. Rick at KLRMradio.com. I want to know why, knowing what we know now about Soleimani, when he was on your radar way back then, why nothing was done. I don't expect an answer, but considering you guys have sent me hate mail before about me trashing Bush on the Patriot Act... It would only be nice to actually respond to one of my requests. All right, we're going to take a break. This is America Off the Rails. I am your host, Rick Robinson. I can't believe it. We're down to basically one more full, well, about two segments, actually. But seems like I went by really, really fast tonight. We'll be right back.
Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 a pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 1-800-516-7602 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 1-800-516-7602 to take your call right now. Call 1-800-516-7602. That's 1-800-516-7602. Again, 1-800-516-7602. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's largest mortgage lender. Spring will be here soon, so if buying a new home is on your to-do list, right now is the time to call Quicken Loans. Learn about which mortgage options make sense for you and get a jump on your competition. With our exclusive Rate Shield approval, the low rate you lock today is protected for up to 90 days while you shop for your new home. With a Rate Shield approval, if rates go up, your low rate stays locked. But if rates go down, you get that new, even lower rate. Either way, you win. Talk to us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com to take advantage. Here's another great reason to work with us. For a record nine years in a row, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination. Again, to lock in today's low mortgage interest rate and get the security of our exclusive rate shield approval, call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. For J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com. Rate shield approval only valid on certain 30-year fixed rate loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Hi, welcome to this Subway ad for the new Sesame Ginger Glaze Chicken Signature Wrap. How would you like it? I'll take a... Sports announcer at home? Yeah, how'd you... We just know. My wife picks up the new signature wrap. It's got double the rotisserie-style chicken mixed with a sesame ginger glaze. She appears annoyed at me, but she shrugs it off. Those sweet and savory flavors are calling her name. She lifts the wrap and... She takes the bite! Incredible! And now she's closing the door on my... Subway, make it what you want. Limited time only at participating restaurants. Double meat based on average six-inch sub. I know we played it going out to break too, but come on, it's ACDC. Any excuse to play them more than once is acceptable in my book. All right, welcome back to the program, folks. This is America Off the Rails. Believe it or not, we are down to just about 15 minutes of showtime. For this being a four hour block tonight, it really has pretty much flown by. Again, I want to thank everybody for taking the time to join us this evening, especially those of you that have been with us since 8 o'clock Eastern this evening and have been hanging out in the chat pretty much the entire time. I want to thank all of you who have made uh, Chat Lives Matter Day or Wednesday nights here on KLRM Radio the success that they had become in 2019, and we're hoping that continues into 2020. And we're uh, actually starting to get more and more folks paying attention to the other nights of the week, too, which is even better. So, again, thank you. A big thank you from the bottom of all of our hearts to everybody who takes time to listen to our shows and our programs that we've put together. Whether you listen from the chat room, whether you listen when we're live, podcast, Memorex, 
however you listen, just thank you so much for spending part of your busy lives with us as often as you do. Uh, now, before we went to break, we were talking about the whole um, the Iranian situation. But honestly, I got distracted, and that happens from time to time. I made the mistake of opening Twitter, um, and I probably shouldn't have done that. Because I saw something that really just set me off. So there is a picture of basically a bunch of U.S. military coffins draped in flags. And this person is tweeting with a picture of that. So, you know, the biggest babies in the planet. Actually, you know what? I found it. Thanks to Twitter's refresh, I thought I'd lost it. I'm not giving out, giving out their name because I don't want anybody to go find them. But the biggest babies in the world are the U.S. Army soldier who I pay to feed and clothe and wipe their... But uh, because they don't go out and get a real job. The more they come home in body bags from their global subjugation mission, the better I pay for their homes and their babies. So, uh, yeah, you can uh, suck a bag of big fat ones, bro. Because, um, look, here's the thing. You probably don't pay for anything anyway. Uh, the, the biggest thing, the interesting thing is most of the people that gripe the most about taxes... Don't pay any. The same people that are griping most of the time about how much taxes they wind up paying are usually the ones that are getting the biggest refunds. Which, newsflash, if you're getting money back from the government, that technically means that you paid too much money. That That's one of the things that, that has been something that I have been trying to get across to my now adult children. The At the end of the year, the game is for the government to get as little of your money as possible... And for you to basically get to keep it throughout the year. So the name of the game, folks, is not actually let's see how much of a refund we can get. The name of the game is let's get as close to zero as we can without going over so that we owe the government money so that we actually get to keep our money more throughout the year. So, but the one thing that I have noticed Invariably, as I've gotten older, is typically the people that are screaming the loudest about the amount of taxes that they pay are usually the ones that don't pay any at all because at the end of the year they're getting some form of a dividend back for one reason or another, whether it's bundles of deduction or whatever the case may be. Um, now, the reason I bring this up, and again, it, it's a complete audible, is because I'm tired of people insulting our military. Look, folks, I... I would not, in my current condition, be able to serve. At some point, I was planning on going into the Air Force, and I chose another path. My brother, however, is a veteran from the United States Air Force. I have several cousins who are veterans of both the Army and the Air Force. My uncle was in the Navy. Um, my grandfather was a member of the Seabees. My other grandfather was a member of the U.S. Army, both of which served in uh, World War II in one capacity or another. I have a very long line of family members that have been in service to this nation in one form or another for pretty much the entire time that my family has been on this continent. And the simple fact of the matter is the people that want to insult the people that are that are basically making sure that you have the freedom to insult them in the first place, I'm sorry sir, you are a douchebag. I'm tired of it. I'm, t I'm tired of all of it. I'm tired of it from the media. I'm tired of it from the, from these people that now think they have a platform and a pedestal because there's things like Facebook and Twitter. Look, I get it, folks. Well, things like Facebook, Twitter, CloudHub, and all those things, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing right now, and I wouldn't have nearly the reach that I have. So I respect those platforms because they do give people the opportunity to get their opinions out there. And I understand that everybody has the right to express their opinion, but I also have the right to tell them to shut up. 
And the simple fact of the matter is, stop insulting the people that are giving you the ability to do the things that, you're, that you take for granted every single day. Look, I get it. You know, it's it. You know, as a student of history, I would like to remind everybody that until I believe it was 1959, we didn't even have a standing army. It was it was in the 50s. I don't. I, I think 59 was the exact date that there was a warning that was given out about the fact that we do have this standing army now. We had to beware of the military industrial complex. So I understand that there's there's two sides to a lot of this, and I th- one of the things that we really should have been paying attention to and we haven't because we all went to sleep um, is the fact that there now is, you know, in between the indoctrination that started with our uh, public education, indoctrination through our college systems, and uh, basically we have this huge military-industrial complex and there are now people within our government and within that complex that want there to be war. So I understand that there are people that are opposed to the idea of war. And I do understand that concept. And I wish we lived in a reality where we could go back to not having a standing army. But unfortunately, some of the logic of that time frame does make sense. The reason we went to a standing army was because we now have the ability to be vaporized by by an enemy with the push of a button. So without having a a standing, trained, equipped, full-time army we wouldn't have the ability to defend ourselves from things like that. It's not like it was back in the day where you could have the Minutemen who could basically, you know, get noti- get you know notification days ahead of time that there's a ship on the horizon and therefore they needed to make sure they were ready to muster up and meet or they're, you know, bad news coming from five towns over and they're not going to be there for six days. It's not like that anymore. So as much as I wish we lived in a time where we could disband our standing army, we're never really going to be able to get back to that point. But at the same time, while I wish we didn't have a standing army, I think the people, since we do have an entire voluntary army, I think those people should at least get a modicum of respect. I'm not saying that they should be revered, but I am saying that they should be respected because there are a lot of people that couldn't do the things that they do every single day. I know in my current position and with some of the injuries that I've sustained over the years, I wouldn't be able to do it now. I Trust me, I wish I could. I was talking about that with my wife under with Obama when you know there were riots in the streets and everything else. I, I was ready to, even if it meant going back and being like a reserve police officer, I was ready to go. I was trying to find a way to get it done just because I was so mad about watching something that I was so passionate about my, that I cared about, which is, you know, law enforcement, just being lambasted every single day by the sitting president of the United States, being told that law enforcement were morons, that they had no idea what they were doing, that they were racist, and that... that, that that he even he would he even he was afraid of cops. Are you kidding me? You're you're basically surrounded by plainclothes policemen every single day as your security detail, and you're telling me that you're afraid of the cops. See, it's things like that that pushed me to start doing things like this. Believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, I used to be really, really shy. To the point where the only time that I would ever feel comfortable speaking was behind a pulpit. I don't know what it was. But once I got behind the pulpit, all of a sudden, the, the shy guy who didn't have anything to say was giving hour, hour and a half, sometimes two hour sermons 
to the chagrin of my pastor who decided that she wanted to let me preach that day. Um, and then eventually it kind of turned into this. I think a lot of that was getting me ready for this. And, you know, I've said this before. I really honestly think that a lot of what we do here at KLRM Radio is uh, what I would consider my calling. Um, and it's not just me being in front of the microphone. I was talking about this with Al the other day. As I've stepped back from the public side a little bit, and I'm not doing quite so much, one of my favorite things that I've watched is watching other people that have stepped in to basically build their own shows, find their own show legs, get them built, and me being both a mentor to them and kind of guiding them through those opening phases. I've discovered there's a whole other aspect to this that I really, really enjoy. And that, you know, I was talking with Al the other night while we were uh, all listening to his show, um, Hardcore Patriot, and I point blank told him, I said, you know, I just sent a demo off to a station here in Oklahoma, and if I get a foot in the door over there, yours is probably going to be the next show that I shop. Because my plan, hopefully, is eventually to get as as many as we can in different markets, two or three hour blocks of the little one hour shows that we've put together, and then basically sell them as a three hour block and try to fill it with as many as as we can. Um, because one, it's content that we're already putting out. Two, it's an additional stream of revenue. Three, it's another way to bring more ears back to KLR and radio without it really being that much work because we can basically get the show clocks and whoever's hour it is can go in and clean out enough room to make sure that we could make sure they can insert their additional ad space. But those are just some of the things that we've been working on. And it, a lot of it is, you know, like I said, I, I really feel like this is kind of become my calling. I'd wondered about it for a long time because and some of you have heard this before. So for those of you that are uh, tuning in uh, for a, uh, not for the first time, I apologize that we're rehashing this. But I kind of, for some reason, I'm being feel like I'm kind of being pulled in that direction. But when when I felt like I was being pulled into the ministry, one of the things that kept bothering me over and over and over again was, and and again, it was I was really young and I I didn't really understand what it meant to be a Christian at the time. So one of the things that I was thinking was, as somebody who was young and in my, I mean, I say young, I'm I, young to me now. But I was in my mid-20s when I started preaching because, you know, I already changed career paths a couple of different times, had a bunch of different situations. So in my spare time, I'd gotten involved in a church, and it was a small church, and I was helping them grow. And then the, the pastor was older, and she sometimes didn't really fill up the preaching, and she realized that it was something that I thought I was supposed to be doing, and I, I even up to that point, still been running from it. And she said, well, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to start working on getting you ordained and... In the meantime, you're going to get to preach whenever I need you to preach. And I actually was there for a couple of years, and I'd gotten to the point where I was sometimes preaching three sermons a week. Um, but life being what it was at the time, uh, and me just really not fully understanding that you know being a Christian in a leadership position didn't mean that I was perfect, and I was still going to have to cope with making mistakes and have to deal with making those mistakes. Instead, I ran from the church because I was making mistakes and didn't actually really come back to the church until about three years ago when I found the church that I am currently involved in. Uh, it's actually not even been three years yet. But along the way, I uh, building this, I kind of started feeling like maybe God was trying to tell me that, you know, the reason I was running from all that before was because while 
I had an idea of what his plan was. I didn't fully understand it. And then uh, while it was, in a manner of speaking, kind of a, a preaching situation, it wasn't going to be quite the same thing. And one of the, the things that made me realize that it had to be God that was involved in some of this, the first terrestrial radio station that ever decided they were going to pick up my show. First of all, I got an email back from the programming director who was in charge of that block, and he said, I don't normally do solo shows. He said, everything that I pick up is usually a team show. It's at least two people, sometimes even a panel. But I've listened to your show, and I have to tell you, um, and at that, I mean, this was six, five, what, four, five, six years ago. Uh, we were still living in Midwest City, so yeah, it's been at least six, maybe more. Um, so this was, I mean, at this point, I was only about three, four years in. But um, he basically said that he was going to go ahead and run the show because he was really impressed with what I had sent him. And then after a few episodes, he basically sent me an email. He said, I don't know if you know this, but the station that you're on right now was actually the first syndicated station that Rush Limbaugh ever picked up. Now, granted, the station had changed owners like three times since then, so it wasn't nearly the big deal that it was to me at the time. Um, and he said, I have to tell you, after listening to you for a few months, I honestly think you could be the next Limbaugh. And I was floored. And still to this day, I don't know if he was stroking my ego because the checks I was sending him for my airtime were clearing or if he actually meant it. But after you know getting to work here locally and having people from my job and my church and my high school friends and everybody else who never honestly bothered to listen to any of my podcasting even though they knew I was doing it but did tune in to listen to the radio work were absolutely flabbergasted with how well I did and I'm and I've got to be honest folks I go back and I listen to audio like from these shows even this one and the shows that I did when I was filling in on KOKC and a few of the other stations that I've been allowed to fill in on, I have that audio because it, to me it's like game film. I will go back and I'll listen to it. And to me, I hear all the mistakes, all of them, every single one. The people that are listening don't. And they're amazed that I, that I do that. And that's the thing is to them what I'm doing is impossible. And it's funny because my pastor makes this joke called all the time. He's like, I have the most secure job on the planet because none of you want to get up here and talk. He said, it doesn't matter how terrible I am. I've already won the game because I will get up in front of you and I will say what I feel like I need to say because 99.9% .9 of you are too scared to do it. And honestly, after doing this for as long as I've done it, I've realized pretty much everybody could do this. And I say that because I have watched a team of people who have never done this get to the point where they are putting out programming that rivals anything else that you're going to hear on the radio just because they took the time to learn how to do it. But it's because they took the time to learn how to do it, and it's because they decided to not, not let fear get in their way. And that's been one of the most exciting things about this thing that I like to consider my calling is not just me becoming more well-known because of these things, but watching other people that have become more well-known because of these things and watching people become more comfortable with things that they never thought they were ever going to be able to do. All right, well, believe it or not, folks, that's it. We're actually officially a few seconds over, so we should get out of here so the other networks that may or may not pick this up later don't yell at me for us being over their station clock. All right, this is America Off the Rails. I am your host, Rick Robbins, and that's going to do it for us this week. 
I will be back with you Tuesday night. Don't forget, tomorrow night we do have a uh, pretty full lineup. We have, uh, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, I believe it's Disasters in the Making this week. Sorry, those shows rotate, and every once in a while I get confused, but I think I got it right this time. I also plan on running a special episode of In the Crease tomorrow night um, after that one, and then we'll have the... uh, another leap on pod podcast folks and again want to thank everybody for taking the time to hang out with us on wednesday nights wednesday night is still our top night here on klr radio and that's for not, that's because of every single one of you i'm gonna get out of here unfortunately the day job beckons see you guys when we see you and the words of bill s preston esquire and ted theodore logan be excellent to each other